awesome, awesome. I'm just going to get my props from the side stage. Hey guys. Hi guys. Well, I was going to be like, hey guys, my name's Claire, if you don't know me, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows my name, surely by now. So anyway, um, I'm just going to get pretty much straight into it tonight. So we're just going to start by praying. So I want to encourage you to close your eyes, open your hearts and just let God minister to you tonight. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for being in this room. We thank you that you are here with purpose and intention, just like we are, not by accident or by mistake, but you are here tonight, God. We thank you that you want to speak to us. So tonight, God, we lay down all distractions. We say, you don't belong in this room. And we open up our hearts and tune into your voice, God, where we ready ourselves. We're expecting to hear from you tonight, Lord. And we thank you that you're a good God who loves us. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And we all said, amen, amen. amen. Okay. <clears throat> so I have a bit of a <clears throat> tonight. So I think it's our ice cream that did it to me. Um, I, I know I shouldn't have had it because I'm a singer and all that. But anyways, um, so if you're taking notes tonight, the title of my message is, da, 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 it'll be up on the screen, the supercharge source. Yeah. So that might actually sound a bit like copyright, but I did not, I didn't plagiarize that. I came up with that, my well, Holy Spirit came up with that. And so it's actually called supercharged source at KFC. Not supercharged, so it's it's not theirs. Anyway, source is not spelled S-A-U-C-E, it's spelled S-O-U-R-C-E, like it's a source, right? Like it's like a power source, right? So I'm just going to get straight into my scripture. Acts 1-8, who knows what this says? No one besides one, awesome. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, Samaria, however you want to say that, and to the ends of the earth. So that's in the New, New Living Translation. But I just wanted to have a, a browse in the Amplified Bible. And I love that there's an extra couple of words in there. It says, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses to tell people about me. To tell people about me. So you just won't receive power. Like, you know, you plug into a power source and you could turn the little machine on or you can just leave it. It says power and ability. So power is the substance, but ability to turn on and go, right? So it says you will. It will actually happen to you. That It's not a maybe 50, 50% you know, <clears throat> it could potentially happen. It says you will receive power. The word receive means to get given. It's not, it's to take into your possession. So you actually, it's like a gift. Amy, I want to give you this. Will you receive it? That's what the Holy Spirit does to us. He comes upon us and says, you have the opportunity to say swipe left or swipe right. But I want to receive the Holy Spirit. Amy wants to receive it. So she's going to say, yes, Holy Spirit. I want to receive the gift that you have for me. I want to receive the power and ability that you have for me. The thing is, you can't earn the power. You can't be like, oh, God, um, I just really can't really want the power. I'll give you $50, $100 or $500 million. You can't study to understand the power. You can't 
buy the power. You can't learn the skill to receive a power. You can't make the power. It says you will receive the power and the ability. You will receive it. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive the power, telling people about me everywhere. And that is the great commission, to go and make disciples of all nations. In other words, go and tell people about me. Go and share what I've done in your life. And don't be a secret agent Christian. Go and tell people. We have the supercharged source, which is like this, supercharged source. The whole In the Holy Spirit, we have everything we need. The two things, the power and the ability. And the truth is that God actually wants you to receive that gift. He wants you to have the power of the Holy Spirit on your life. He wants you to use the power of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and I just remember a couple, I think it was when Pastor Layla was here. Who was at the women's event? Yeah, it was awesome. It was so, so awesome. And she led us in this time of just being in the presence of God. She said, just stand there or sit there. Just just linger in His presence. Just let Him speak to you. And I just really felt the Holy Spirit was saying, Claire, I'm not an accessory. I'm not just a, to be used like my like Pastor Joshua, my shoes, or, you know, you, you put them in the box and you don't wear them for a week. It's not just a special outfit. It's not just a special bag or accessory to wear or decrease and put them back in the box at the end of the day. The Holy Spirit isn't a bonus or an accessory and addition. The Holy Spirit is living. It's a person. It's alive. The Holy Spirit brings power. It brings authority. The Holy Spirit is our advocate and our helper. Receiving and living with the Holy Spirit unlocks new territory in our life, allowing us to take ground that we otherwise couldn't. And as a Christian, we actually need the Holy Spirit to function. It's like having a car with no petrol. There's, there's, it's, not, it's pointless. You can go and sit in it. You can dream of going somewhere. But until you plug in that pump of fuel, it's pointless. It's, there's no point in having it. Life without the Holy, uh, life without the Holy Spirit power and, and presence is really hard. I'm just going to say that again. Life without the power and presence of the Holy Spirit is hard. And this is a quote from a book. Um, wh- whoever was at Youth Alive would have heard Pastor Andy Harrison um, use a quote from this book, The Hiding Place by Corrie Ten Boom. And she says this, Trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting, and tedious work of all. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the ministry of Jesus just flows out of you. I paraphrase it a little bit. When you're trying to do what God has called you to do in your own strength, also known as striving, it's tiring, hard and exhausting. But when your life is filled with and drenched and saturated in the supercharged source, the ministry and call of God can flow out of you. The Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to operate effectively as a Christian. It gives us power, ability and authority to take ground in any given moment or situation. And up next, I have a little photo of this water bottle thing. Um, which we also have at church. And I, this week I was just a bit parched, you know, just going to fill up my water bottle. Yeah, I, I was really parched. But I don't know if you can see around this little area on the bottom. So you flip it over and see this part down the bottom there? It, uh, it's like Braille. You can't see it, but you can feel it, right? And it says, it says on there, not to be used for any other liquid, right? So... I have one of these at home. I was just a little bit, oh, I should probably get a drink of water. And I was just thinking, oh, that's kind of cool. It's a bit weird to have it on there. But when it said do not fill with any other liquid, it really just did get me thinking, like, what am I allowing myself to be filled with? Like, that's not to be, that wasn't made for milk. It wasn't made for soft drink or or cordial. It was only made for water. 
it, 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 says, it says on there, do not fill with any other liquid besides water. Only water is suitable for this. And I want my life to be like that. I want to put a label on my life and say, no other substance is suitable for me. It's only the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit living in me is enough. The only substance I want in and on my life is the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to ask you the question tonight, what is your life filled with? Like, are you filled with the Holy Spirit or are you filled with something else and you know you shouldn't be? Like the milk in the water bottle, it's not meant to be there. Are you filled with the supercharged source? Oh, come on. So <clears throat> the thing is when, when you're called by God, you want to have that Holy Spirit on your life. You wanna have the supercharged source on your life. And the thing is your life, suddenly looks different. It looks different to others. It looks different to you. My life looks different to Erica's. Erica's life looks, looks different to mine. Because when you're a Christian, you know your life should look different. And I'm sure some of us in this room have heard this scripture a billion, gazillion, trillion times. Jeremiah 29, 11. Who, who knows it? It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a hope or a future and a hope. The thing is, God promises you and me a hope and a future. And I was just thinking, well, what does hope mean? Like, we always say, oh, I hope I get a pay rise. I hope I can afford my McDonald's at the end of the week. I hope for this, I hope for that. But in this situation, hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised you. God's promises always come true. They never fall short. Wait, what? Period. Period. The thing is, God never holds back on his promises. What he says is true. What he says is a promise. And God says for you and me, he speaks this over us. I have a plan for your life. That is something that we actually get to declare every single day. I can say this. I can get up and look in the mirror and say, I have a hope in the future. There's a plan for my life. I have a future. I have a destiny. It says this in Jeremiah 1.5, sorry. I knew you before I had formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart, appointed you as my prophet to the nations. I have a destiny. I'm called by God, Ephesians 4.1. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means anyone that, who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new has begun. The old life is gone and the new has begun. The new life looks different to the old life. The new life is different to the old life. The new life says, I have hope. I have a future because God has called me. And you are called by God to have substance in and on your life too. The Holy Spirit is the supercharge that makes all the difference. The presence of the Holy Spirit is our source of power. It's the source of our authority the Holy Spirit makes all the difference in our life. And we have a God who wants us to have this for free. He wants, he wants us to have this on us, in us, with us all the time. And I want to live knowing that I have the supercharged source on my life because I'm called by God. And when I'm called by God, I know I can do anything that He tells me to do, knowing that I have the power and, of the Holy Spirit on me and in me. 
I love this quote by A.W. Tozer. It says this, The Holy Spirit never enters a man and then lets him live like the world. You can be sure of that. Let's just read that together. The Holy Spirit never enters a man and then lets him live like the world. You can be sure of that. You're never the same as before the Holy Spirit went here. You're never the same before the Holy Spirit came upon you. You're never, you got it. You'll never be the same again after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. The thing is that, the thing that I really love about the Holy Spirit is that it's not just the benefit of me. It's not just, oh, Claire gets all that. Oh, Claire, that's, the Holy Spirit came upon me and now I'm just reaping the benefits of that. It, that when the Holy Spirit touches your life, it changes your life and overflows into the life of others too. Your life with the Holy Spirit, it looks different and others can notice that too. It's the source of our power looking different. And so I got these Kentucky Fried Nuggets here. They're probably a bit yuck by now. They've been around for about two hours. They're stone cold. But this is, I I was just, a a couple months ago, I just really felt God just being like, don't be a nugget, right? I know it's a bit weird, but don't be a piece of chicken nugget, right? It's a bit useless, but so you can either be like this, right? There's nothing really wrong with this piece of chicken. Like it's edible. Maybe maybe you think, oh, it could be nice in a tomato sauce or a barbecue sauce, sweet and sour sauce, whatever you like. But for me, I think it kind of lacks a bit of flavor. It's lacking a little bit of substance. Like for me, this nugget can't get better unless I dip it in something or there's something something else on it, right? The, the flavor can't increase. It can't really, it can decrease, but it can't get any better from here. It's at its full capacity. There's nothing else that I can physically do to increase its taste without putting something else on it. And the thing is, that is how the enemy wants you to live, like this plain chicken nugget. Like, it's boring. It, it, it serves its purpose as a chicken nugget, but there's more potential for this little piece of chicken than to just be eaten by itself. But the, but the enemy wants you to stay plain. He wants you to stay boring like a chicken nugget. He wants you to have no spice, no charge, no flavor, no increase, no change, no growth. Just the plain old little chicken nugget. But the thing is, God wants you to live differently. And I don't know about you, but if someone wants to come and eat one of these yucky boys, Flynn's happy to. I want you to eat it with the supercharged sauce on it. You can get a fresh one because it might be a little bit spicy. I, I don't really know, but submerge that in there. <laughs> wow, he's really taking the whole container with him. Oh, let's go. Come on. That's good. Oh, hungry for the whole. He's going back for more. He's going back for more. You can have those if you like. You can take them with you. I'll, t- I'll keep this one though. Blessed. He is blessed from that. That's awesome. Anyway, the reason I got Flynn to come and eat that is because, Flynn, if you ate a plain one before, it tastes a bit bland, doesn't it? And I does supercharged sauce have a bit of spice to it? Okay, to normal people it does. So God, God is saying you can be a little bit different just by dipping yourself in my supercharged sauce, just by dipping in 
There's already flavor, there's power, there's a bit of zing and kick to it. And God wants you to be fully submerged, completely covered in the Holy Spirit, supercharged in the Spirit, full and overflowing with spirit and truth. He wants you to, he wants, do you know why he does this? Because he actually wants you to grow for his glory though, not for yours. He wants to increase your capacity to see others saved, people discipled, and his power to be recognizable in us. Your life is different when you invite the Holy Spirit in. The thing is, nothing else compares to the Holy Spirit. Nothing else can give you that zing, that kick, you know. Nothing else can even come close to that. It says this in Acts 2, verse 1 to 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of an almighty windstorm. Like today when I was trying to get to church, that was wild. And then now it's like 30 degrees and like summer anyway. Um, and it was filled, uh, uh, and it was filled, uh, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages, also known as speaking in tongues. As the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. The thing is, it was evident that they were filled, it says. It was evident to others. It was obvious to others. And I don't want to be someone who's like a secret Holy Spirit girl, a secret Holy Spirit person. I want people to know that there's something on my life that's different, that there's something on my life that they can have as well. And I I just don't want to be someone who doesn't know how to be filled up, who doesn't know how to be refreshed, who doesn't know how to keep that fire going in their life. And the thing is, I was also reflecting, I have a friend, I'll expose Liana, who's listening, probably not, but if she listens, shout out to you. You leave your phone on 1% before you get to a charger. I, on the other hand, I'm like, 40%, I've got to get to a charger. Like, get me there. I don't know how long this is going to last. But the thing is, I don't want to be the 1% person being like, I'm so empty. I've got nothing left in me. I, I need to be filled up, but oh, I just will get to 1%. doesn't really matter. The full effect of a full charge will come soon. I want to be the 40% person to say, I've given out. God, I need a refresh. Holy Spirit, I've given out. I need a refresh. I got to get that back on my life because I can't do it by myself. I can't do it at 1%. I can't do it at 39%. I need to get filled up every time I give out. And as a Christian, we need to know when we're running a little bit low, how to and how to get refilled again, how to constantly be refreshed, refueled, and replenished in the Spirit. As an effective Christian, we need to constantly be being filled with the Holy Spirit, not running on empty, unaffected, the busy Christian who has no time for the presence of God. That is not who we are. We're never too busy for God. We're never too busy to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And now I'm going to speed through my last little points because I just, I'm a chatterbox. I'm sorry, guys. My third and final point is I'm going to give you some keys for living a supercharged life. And I'll thank Pastor Josh and Chloe for this. We had a bit of a gas bag as such, talking about how we get filled up with the chin wags would be a better word. Um, how we get filled up with the Holy Spirit. So I've just taken a few notes. And the thing is, I've, I've taken notes, I've backed it up by scripture, and I've, I'm going to ask you questions after each point. So my first point is, how do I know I'm living a supercharged life? Reading the Word of God. It says Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is alive and powerful. Paraphrased by Claire, we should be reading it. 
We should be reading it. How is my devotional life? That's my question to you. How is your devotional life? Do, I re- do you read the Bible daily? Do you allow God to speak or is it just a little checklist to say, I'm done that, God don't talk, I'm done, it's over. Number two, praying. Colossians 4 verse 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and thankful heart. Are you praying? How does your prayer life look? Are you spending time in the presence of God? Are you listening to God? Because we can do all the talking, but we don't do all the listening all the time, do we? Three, are you in church? Are you gathered in in unity with your brothers and sisters? Hebrews 10, 25, let us not neglect our meeting place together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Are we in the house every Sunday? Do we get to church? Are we connected? Are we in community with our fellow brothers and sisters? Are we, are we connected? Because we can be here. We can just sit on a chair. We cannot talk to anyone. But are we connected? Are we in the house? Are we planted here? My next point, are we speaking truth? Ephesians 4 verse 29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. What are you saying? Are you complaining or encouraging? Are you gossiping or are you being generous with your words? It, what's the declaration of your life? Is it, is it helpful or damaging? Thankfulness. 1 Corinthians 16, 34 says this, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. Are you thankful? Or do you just go to God and say, this is my list of, I need you to answer all these prayers. But no, come to God with a thankful heart. Say, God, I'm grateful that you're my God. Great, God, I love you. God, I'm thankful for what you've given me. I'm thankful for what you've done in my life, for what you're doing in my life too. Serving God. Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one <clears throat> and love another, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Who do you serve? Who are you allowing to be the Lord of your life? Your shoes on a Sunday or God every single day? What are you allowing to be the Lord of your life? Worship. Worship. It says this, Psalm 63, verse 3 to 4, because your love is better than my life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. I will lift your name of oh, the... And, and, I, and, your, and in your name, I will lift my hands. Are you worshiping God? Are you glorifying God with your life? Because worship isn't just Sunday, like, oh, I speak Jesus. It's not just that. It's every single day. It's what you choose to do with your life. Your life is worship to God. What are you doing? Making disciples. Matthew 28, 19. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When was the last time you invited someone to church? When was the last time you said, I'll pick you up on a Sunday, come with me? When was the last time you spoke about God to your friends? When was the last time you were honest about what you did on the weekend and didn't say, oh, nah, not much, just like, you know, watch, watch Netflix on Sunday, like that's all just a lazy day, ha <laughs> ha. No, when was the last time you told people about Jesus or taught people about Jesus? When were you last intentional about telling people about Him? Baptized in water and the Holy Spirit, it says in Acts 2, 38. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Have you been baptized? Have you made that declaration saying, God, I'm all in for you. God, I want to show that this is an act of saying that I'm, I'm all in. God, I give you my life. God, my old life is buried. My new life is rebirthed. 
Have you been baptized? Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The evidence is speaking in tongues. Have you received that gift? Declaring, what are you declaring? What do you let come out of your mouth? It says Proverbs 18, verse 21. 21 or 29? I think it's 29, actually. Maybe it is 29, actually. Anyway, actually, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who talk, love to talk will reap the consequences. What are you saying? What are you speaking? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death over yourself and others? What words come out of your mouth? Next, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But let the Holy, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. We're actually going to, yep, anyway. The, and the, the thing is, are the fruits of the Spirit evident in your life? Do you have no joy, but you're good at being gentle? Or are you lacking self-control and just giving into everything? Like, do you have patience when it's really hard? Because it's not always easy. But we have to know that the fruits of the Spirit should be evident in our life, not secret and hidden up and, oh, nah, I don't, I don't need to be kind today. I'm, I'm not going to love my family today. No, these things have to be evident in our life. The gifts of the Spirit, we're not going to read through these because it is, I'm running, I'm, I'm actually late. Anyway, so that's done. I know what I want to be doing. I want to be dipping in the supercharged source whenever I get the chance, being in tune with the Holy Spirit, listening, dwelling, meditating on His Word. I want to be an Acts 1-8 kind of person, receiving the power from the Holy Spirit, living life with substance, with authority, with purpose, knowing that I'm called by God, knowing that I have hope, I have a future, and I want those fruits of the Spirit evident in my life. And this week I actually saw a quote, and it did actually, really encouraged me. It says this, we're, on, we're not an advertisement for Jesus. We're supposed to be evidence of him. Is Jesus evident in your life or are you just come to church? I'm going to repost the church story on my story, on my Instagram. Are you an advertisement or are you saying, Jesus, I want you to be evident in my life. Be you through me, Jesus. I'm your vessel. Use me. Our lives need to be a reflection of Jesus a reflection of the goodness of God. We need to have the evidence that we have the Holy Spirit living in us, on us and with us. Not just a Christian for show on Sunday, but our life as worship to God, the glory of God being evident in our life. Because it's not about us, it's for others to see Jesus through us, to make disciples, to invite people to know Jesus and to build the kingdom of God. It says this in 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, their veil is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit and whenever the spirit and wherever the spirit of the lord is there is freedom so all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the lord and the lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image we need the veil removed for our city we need the veil removed for our schools we need the veil removed in our workplaces in our sporting teams and we can be the one to help people remove that veil right we need to know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God wants us to live in freedom, not held hostage. Maybe tonight, let's just stand up. And I'm going to invite the music team up. And we're just going to um, just linger in His presence for a little bit. Before we do that, we always want to offer an opportunity for people to give their lives to God and to say, tonight is the night that I'm making the decision to say, God, I want to live all for you. So we have a prayer um, prepared tonight. Um, and so 
maybe the team can start to play a little bit of music. And I'm just going to, we're all going to have our eyes closed in a, in a second. And I just want you to just put your hand up just for a little, little moment. And I'm just going to see that hand and then you can put it right down. And then after we're going to pray this prayer together. And this prayer isn't just like a quick fix solution for all your problems, but it's a starting point for you to say, God, I want to, I want more for my life. God, I want to know that I have a future, that I have a hope, that I'm called by you to live a life that you want me to live. So tonight, if that's you, just put your hand up just for a little second. And I'm just gazing around the room and I see that hand. That's awesome. And now with every, you can open up your eyes and we're going to pray this prayer together tonight. So it says, oh, dear Jesus, I believe you are the son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today, I'm born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. That's awesome to the, the person who um, gave their heart to God tonight. We're proud of you. Come and see us after you know who you are. Um, and maybe the second amount of, the second group of people tonight that we wanna pray for. Maybe you fall into the category where you've been the plain chicken nugget for a little bit too long. You're a bit plain, you're a bit lacking something, but the something you're lacking is the Holy Spirit. So we wanna invite you to come forward tonight. We're just gonna finish off with a worship song and I'm gonna um, ask Pastor Josh and Chloe and myself that if you wanna be, if you wanna be all for God, if you wanna say, God, I want you to use me. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. I don't know what the Holy Spirit is. We wanna pray for you tonight to unlock something on your life, to say, God, I wanna be more effective for what you're calling me to do. So let's just worship together. And if you're bold enough, come forward and we wanna pray for you.